this is John Deke continuing to celebrate the 25 years of the Very Young Composers program of the New York Philharmonic. We're hearing now selections from the opera written by students in the Finnish VYC. It's called Aika Lisa. This is scene 35, the Finnish National Opera, which produced together with us what is possibly an exciting new art form. Now, you've heard many iterations and many styles of the Varian Composers and how it's evolved in different locations and countries. But an opera, an opera by children, well, I uh, propose that this is actually a new art form. And I'm going to tell you exactly why I think so. It's going to take a little bit here, but I think you'll be very interested to hear. The actual opera itself was presented in 2016, and a statement from the presenters in Finland is this, quote, The project Kula Minisavelan, which translated into English means something like, Hear this, Ma, I'm a composer. <laughs> it's based on the Very Young Composers Educational Program of the New York Philharmonic and has just reached a new level. To date, nearly 100 Finnish children and adolescents have been introduced to music composition on, in this project, jointly run by the Sibelius Academy of the University of the Arts Helsinki, the Finnish Radio Symphony Orchestra, the Helsinki Philharmonic Orchestra, the Music Center, the Finnish National Opera and Ballet, and the New York Philharmonic. There have been 12 composition concerts series, and now the project has for the first time generated an entire opera. And in my interview, they asked me the question, how did Aikulisa come about, and why was it such a success? What significance, if any, does it hold for the future? And I answered, to begin with, I had my doubts about this monster project, bigger than any we'd ever attempted with the very young composers. True, the Finns had achieved remarkable scope and ever-growing results with their Kula Minasavilan program in the five years since we introduced it to Rita Tikkanen and Tula Jukula Nuortiva of the Helsinki Music Center, Sibelius Academy, and Finnish National Opera and Ballet, respectively. But... An opera written by a group of kids? An opera written by any group of professional composers would seem at best an ungainly undertaking. To expect a bunch of adolescents who were fresh in the process of mastering their own views of orchestration and notation to produce anything like a coherent and serious work of operatic art seemed on the surface a bit much. However, after 20 years' experience with the Very Young Composer process and having seen some incredible results from children who are empowered to release their natural creativity, I thought, well, why not? Let's give it a try. Rita and Tula, with their brilliant energy and commitment, were able to gather funding from the Alfred Cordelin Foundation, the Consulate General of Finland in New York, and the Finnish National Opera and Ballet. Starting in earnest in August 2015, the 10 Finnish adolescent composers were chosen mostly by volunteer, and the workshops began that September. 
the four VYC composers of New York were chosen a bit later. In Helsinki, nationally prominent professional composers and grad students were assigned as teaching artists in the best tradition of VYC teaching artistry to empower, encourage, and help with notation, but not to lead or edit. Still, we make no claims of absolute purity. Opera, in any case, is not a purely individual art form. Usually the libretto is a collaboration and the staging, costumes, lighting, etc. are a community production. However, there is no question that the Kula kids felt in full artistic control. In fact, a perceptive audience member commented, the libretto really felt like it was written by the kids, for the kids, not something that a grown-up has made up trying to reach the young audience. Hmm, I agree with that. The opening workshops may have seemed a bit random at first, but in retrospect were absolutely critical. Group and solo improvisations in music, visual art, and drama were the main technique. Through free improv, a libretto gradually took shape. Disagreements which arose among the kids apparently were subsumed into an overall spirit of adventure. For this spirit, I credit both the TA benign support who are master's degree students in music education generally, and the creative drive of several of the Kula composers, the kids whose energy infected everyone else involved. I say this because in all our work over the years, we have always tried to create an atmosphere whereby no one student dominates at the expense of the others. To me, a remarkable aspect of the workshops was in fact the libretto was never conceived as separate from music. In other words, even the first play acting involved singing and movement as inseparable from the verbal material. Here we note a famous difference between Finnish and American school systems. Finnish kids all go through extensive work and play in early grades dedicated to the arts particularly music. They sing and dance from an early age so that melody and movement are never far from the surface. This does not necessarily make them any more creative, but it does nurture that ability and provides them with tools and vocabulary. In orchestration, too, as we do in Very Young Composers, the sounds coalesce into specific tone colors early on in the process. Yes, the computer was used, but the Kula composers in Finland had heard and consulted on every instrument in a live process. In fact, one person involved in the production commented, quote, When I first heard the computer rendering and even the piano reduction during the early rehearsals, I thought the music sounded a lot like video game stuff. But when I heard the orchestra, it was a revelation. Hmm. Now, here we come to a crucial point and a defining hallmark of this product. The emotional and dramatic depth of the libretto. I doubt if any of the composers writing it realized the scope of what they were actually creating together. And, by the way, many of us artists create in a state of spiritual flow, unable to recognize and articulate the meaning of what we are doing. 
So, in fact, on first reading the libretto, I thought it was quite good, but I missed the profound impact and the transcendent quality of it that became apparent only much later in the process when all the elements were brought together. Let me illustrate with just one example out of the many possible. Early in the opera, the teenage protagonist, Yoel, has just been severely bawled out by his father, a widower, for not trying hard enough, for not coming up to his expectations. The father's aria is stentorian, strident, self-righteous. Yoel, however, wants to be an artist, a painter. He slinks off, later joining a graffiti gang which accepts him. At one point, he archly criticizes their graffiti, their art, and begins to repeat his father's scathing aria. He realizes he is taking on the very quality that he loathes in his father and breaks down sobbing. The father even appears mystically, repeating Yuel's scornful words to himself. The music supports this transformative moment eloquently and with strength. look at this. Is this a typical teenage example of self-awareness? Can we easily imagine a group of adolescents coming up with such a libretto? Hardly, at least according to what we commonly think of teenage self-absorption and self-righteousness. But here it is, presented by the kids themselves, and not only clearly, but richly, and with music that moves it to another level altogether. Hmm? Well, okay, one more example. As the opera builds to its climax, the father and Yuel's friend, Aino, they are looking frantically for him, fearful that he's going to hurt himself or worse. The father stumbles into Yuel's room, and when he sees Yuel's artwork, he understands it in a new way. He holds one of Yuel's drawings to his chest. Out of the air, comes the disconnected voice of his deceased wife. In a staging stroke, her live image is projected by video onto the back of the drawing which is held against his chest. So instead of thrashing him for being so hard on his children in the most touching aria imaginable, she, his deceased wife, tells him how much they love him. She wants to help him so that he may be a better father. 
Whoa, there is hardly a dry eye in the audience at this point. Imagine that. In this day of vengeance and self-victimizing rage, we have a clear message of forgiveness. This is not the only reality of the success of this production. Two key elements of the whole process were the professional singers selected for the leading roles and the Tapiola High School Chorus, led by Tula Tikanen, who were brought in to carry the main action of the opera. At various points in the process, the Kula, Finnish composers, were able to hear their vocal lines actually sung by the professional soloists, and by the Tapiola High School Chorus. They were able to make adjustments face-to-face. -face. And of course, this involved the performers and even musicians in the creative process just as it should be. The ten composers, the Finnish composers, had, since the beginning, decided that each one would write a scene. This was, to me, a crucial and most risky part of the undertaking. How could this sound like a coherent work without sacrificing each composer's individual style and precious voice? So, the answer turned out to be this, miraculously. Aikalisa, or time out in English, has many voices, many viewpoints, and a unity of spirit. Since the composers had access to each other's work in process, they were able to use some common thematic material, yet to maintain their own harmonic, rhythmic, and orchestral styles. Even the New York composers in our bridge classes, who wrote the four interludes, including the overture, were informed of the music preceding and succeeding their entry. Although the process was a bit rushed on our end, and I wish I'd spent more time in communication overseas, but we did pretty well considering. <laughs> the styles, for the record, ranged from quasi-pop and jazzy to atonal to classical. The vocal writing was superb throughout because the composers were always hearing voices, and of course, as I say, they all had sung themselves. And the soloists, magnificent in voice and character portrayal. The orchestra, a ten-player ensemble with conductor, was sometimes treated conventionally by the composers, but more often quite colorfully. After the first performance, we insisted on the musicians being called on stage along with the conductor. They all performed so beautifully. They were from, believe it or not, the National Radio Orchestra, the Helsinki Philharmonic, and the Opera Orchestra. It's a wonderful example of the kind of collaboration the production was accorded. In fact, the entire team of stage direction, sound, lighting, costumes, sets, were stunning and first class. And as I say, in the end, directed by the children themselves. But returning to the issue of style and individual voice of each composer relating to the whole, we all found ourselves unable to categorize the production in any traditional way. Aikalisa is neither a musical nor a classical opera. It's certainly not a pastiche, a singspiel, a crazy quilt, an oratorio, and of course not a children's opera. It is perhaps mostly closely related to what might be called a contemporary opera, but its manner of organization is unique, not to mention the tender age of the composer librettists. Therefore, 
It's tempting for me to call Eichelisa a new art form. If this is overstating the case, then perhaps it may be termed a new variation on a traditional art form, but it's still quite innovative. As to the seams in the music, that is, between scenes, even though common thematic material appeared throughout, the music clearly changed style and harmonic language from scene to scene. Rather than detracting from the whole, Many of us, including myself, perceived this contrast as if the plot and characters were a three-dimensional sculpture viewed from contrasting angles, a bit like the teens on stage themselves. What of the artistic personal relationships formed of these Kula composers and their New York counterparts? VYC has always tended toward cross-cultural and international work. In fact, one of the defining moments of growth for us was when one of our valued teaching artists uttered the words, musical postcards. The potential for realizing a sort of United Nations of children and young people all over the world communicating through the language of music and art is compelling, but has yet to be fully realized. Could the correspondence between the Finnish kids and the New Yorkers be considered as part of this idea of musical postcards writ large? <laughs> Perhaps. Satu Sopanen of the Helsinki Philharmonic has been supportive of this activity from the start. I was able to bring one of the New York composers over with me to Helsinki, Cassandra, and she stayed with Satu's family, which included one of the Kula composers, Vivi. Not only was this a fun and happy homestay arrangement, and not only did the two girls bond in friendship along with the other ten composers, but a personal mutual growth happened, which was hard to miss. In other words, a life-transforming experience for a girl who had seldom been out of New York City. To be sure, personal travel can often be transformative. But here, the transformations seem to have a direct and broad social effect. The potential is vast, again, hard to miss. Out of the specific, small-group, labor-intensive activity comes the far-reaching effect. So many kids are capable of doing this. The VYC is solidly democratic. I say that over and over. 
in those immortal words of Picasso and others, quote, every child is born an artist. The only problem is remaining one. If Eichelisa is such a successful opera, and if so many children are capable of doing this kind of work, it would only stand to reason that this process, adapted and replicated, could have enormous impact over a wide range of young lives, artistic programs, and social issues. In this present commentary, I can't even begin to consider how this could be done. Admittedly, the circumstances and the people involved here were certainly exceptional, and yet, I cannot imagine letting the richness of Eichelisa lie fallow without progeny. This project is of major international importance. There must be a way. In the words of Elsie Sloan, one of the Eichelisa composers, quote, I cannot express how much these Kulaminas Avalon projects have meant to me. They have been simply life-changing experiences. Thank you, John, for calling Rita five years ago and bringing VYC to Finland.